0: Breath is life. So breath is what you're born with and what you die with. The conscious choice for you and I is Are we gonna be aware of it. That's my biggest tagline every time I teach because if you're in fight or flight, you give your power to your phone, to your neighbor, whoever it is around you, and you simply get into these anxious moments, breath is your first gateway to go back into your center. And when you are living from that center, from that core, there is no problems. There is just joy and happiness. You know, there is obviously a world of stuff that we have to go through to to work out, such as your belief system and so forth. But man, if people just go back to their breath, relaxed state of being and paying attention to the stillness and silence underneath
1: the noise, even now, wherever you are. That's Pavel Stuchlik, and this is episode 292 of Wellness Force Radio. Discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years.
0: There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it. Because loss will happen.
1: You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually because... If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready
0: to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in.
1: What's up my friend, it's Josh Trent. This is Wellness Force. Today we're talking about the incredible healing power of a revolutionary breathwork style coming out of Las Vegas called Noah Ayon from my friend Pavel Stuchlik. Now, this is another deep dive into the benefits and the wellness and health we can all get from hypoxia, super oxygenation, and retention breath-holding. You know we've been going deep into breathwork lately on Wellness Force, and rightly so. This breathwork has impacted my life so tremendously since my 30 days in Thailand with Soma in January. This year, 2019, I really feel like breathwork is the leading movement in getting people to wake up to the power of who they actually are. And this guest today, Pavel, is one of the most interesting people I've met in the entire Breathwork world yet. He reminds me actually of Luke Skywalker for all you Star Wars fans out there. And I'm not being cheesy here. Listen, I'm being serious. This man almost died when he was 18. He's going to share his powerful story and his path and this true hero's journey. I mean, coming from a near-death experience at 18 to becoming a musician, then a full-time online entrepreneur, a successful area developer for Orange Theory Fitness, then go on to be a world-class DJ and start a breathwork company. This is not your average story. And this story is riveting and compelling. I got to sit with Pavel in his home in Las Vegas to record this podcast as the sun was going down after a full day breathwork experience, what he calls system reset. Now, this breathwork style and these lessons and all the things that Pavel has absorbed to give to the world, he learned from traveling with Wim Hof And going around the world to see what actually makes people breathe and breathe well. We're seeing a lot of different talented breathwork practitioners like Pavel, but no one quite like him in our space. This system reset was powerful for me. It combined cold therapy with breathwork. And it's the first time I had done that before, where I'd go into ice and then go into the breathing. We talk about the health components of breath. And how we can all escape this default mode network, you know, the fight or flight that takes our breath away. We all sense this happens when we're stressed or maybe in a relationship that's uncomfortable or trying to speak our truth. This breath work can be a powerful conduit to us living, breathing, and being our truth. We talk about why Pavel created this Noah Aeon movement and this concept that he's created called me, we, and be. In addition to the fourth aspect, which is spirit, already in alignment, we talked about why he spent 10 days in a dark cave in Thailand, like 10 days with, I think he had food or no food. This is so unique. You're going to love this story. 10 days in a cave to reach true points of enlightenment. We also explore his training with Dave Asprey at the 40 Years of Zen training program and the power of using this breathwork to shed emotional trauma so we can all step into ourselves and just who we actually are. Isn't that what we're all doing? Who are we? We're a powerful being, light, brought here from outer space, from a God, from higher intelligence, whatever you want to believe. And we're all doing our best. We're learning this physical and emotional intelligence today with Pavel. Make sure you go to wellnessforce.com forward slash 292. Dig into his work. There's going to be a lot of events going, especially here in San Diego. I want to see you at a breathwork event with this Noah Aeon movement. Let him know. You heard him here on Wellness Force. Hashtag Noah movement. Now take a deep breath. (sighs) let it go, and get ready for a powerful story. One that's going to leave you wanting to take inspired action right here, right now with Pavel Stuchlik on Wellness Force. Pavel, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. <laughs> this has been like three months in the making. I know. More, more than that, huh? <laughs> where, where did we first meet? Was it at Upgrade Labs? Uh, I think the Tanya? biohacking conference. We met at the biohacking conference. Yes. yes. I knew right when I met you, I was like, He's up to some really good things because of not just who you were doing things with, but man, I've had the pleasure, man, the absolute pleasure of hanging out with you for an entire day in Las Vegas and doing this Noah Anon uh, process that you have. And it's Noah Anon, right? Noah Aeon. Noah Aeon. No worries. Guys, remember this. Noah Aeon. It's going to be famous in less than five years. That's what I predict. I, I
0: have the sexy voiceover. It's Noah
1: Aeon. Noah Aeon. <laughs> but man, it's been such a joy to hang out with you and your family and, and just go through this process. This is way different than just breath work. And this is what attracted me to you in, in this process that you've created. Um, tell people what you're all about right now. People know you as a musician, as a breathwork instructor, but like who is Pavel in a couple of sentences? <laughs> So, I mean, I basically what you have experienced today
0: is what I call general awesomeness. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I have spent years and years of questioning and finding and learning about new tools as to how to be at the greatest version of our greatest self ever held, about who we are. And so what you discovered was several
1: tools that really are effective that make us at our best. I have so many things I want to ask you. We're sitting here in Las Vegas on a lake just to set the tone for people who can visualize this. Uh, What is the lake that we're sitting next to? What is this place? I think it's Lake Las Vegas. Lake Las Vegas. (laughs) The sun is going down and and I feel so open this week just on a personal note like before I came to you I did a very deep ceremony uh, with a facilitator and so by the time I got here to Las Vegas with you I was really open and I think just like the universe always plans everything unfolds in divine timing and I want to talk about your divine timing before I talk about me you had divine timing to find breath work uh, do you remember the moment when you actually found the power of the breath like what was that for you when you found it yeah, it happened to me in Poland with Wim
0: Hof. So I learned about Wim Hof. I learned about the the power of healing your autoimmune disease. And um, I had a chronic strep, chronic uh, fatigue syndrome, and all from the Epstein-Barr virus, which I
1: don't know if you know, but the medical medium is all about that. He's all about with celery juice, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do they I, do they know what causes chronic Epstein Barr? Did they know when you were, you were eighteen when that
0: was happening? That's when it was happening first, but they didn't di- diagnose it at first. So you have to go through these like very very uh, extensive testing, and I believe especially in America it would be very expensive to do yeah. that. So in Europe I had a sports doctor because at that time I was still a professional cyclist, and that's how I discovered it. But there is no treatment. Obviously, there they don't know what to do with it. It just activates and deactivates
1: based on uh, the amount of uh, pressure you put on your body. It's crazy to me to know another hero's journey that is so similar to all the major archetypes we see through you. Every healer, everybody that started a mission that's affecting, I think for you, it'll affect millions of people very quickly. (laughs) But everyone that I've met that comes from your type of a story, they've gone through a major threshold of health. Do you notice this with with people that start movements or people that are actually up to healing others in the world? They got to go through their healing first, man. I agree. And
0: also, don't forget this. There's this higher self that's guiding us, right? We come here with a certain amount of lessons to be learned. And if you start getting slightly off, guess what? Your ass is going to be smashed right back down. And that's why people get car crashes, cancers, whatever it is to wake them fuck up.
1: (laughs) And that's what we're doing. Cause you know, for, for those of you who are just hearing Pavel's voice for the first time, he is a world renowned breathwork practitioner. You actually toured with Wim Hof, I believe, or you did some work with him individually, right? Mm -hmm. You, you create this dynamic day for people, cold therapy, specific breathwork, uh, wireless headsets, blindfolds, taking people through unique journeys. Like I've done breathwork, never done anything like this. I spent a week in Thailand with Soma And I thought that was great. And then I showed up to your day. And before I knew it, I had cried three times and written four pages in a journal. (laughs) So what? can you tell people how you formulated this process? Like, how did you figure out the recipe that actually worked for, for this process? Well, let's maybe start with
0: like my early childhood. So I grew up with shaman. I learned about energies at a very uh, young age, thanks to my mother, from yoga to kriya yoga to meditation. I was exposed and also interested more than anything in helping my career as well as helping my personal self because spirituality is something that I've been always driven to because more people see spirituality as this convenience right that they go into when they hurt when they're in pain the way i see spirituality is that is life and everything else is a convenience because it doesn't matter how you learn it's about who you are during these lessons and who you become and so for me i took this journey uh, i spent last 10 years traveling around the world um, meeting different from gurus to teachers to wim hof and basically, I kept on learning more and more about different skills and, uh, and tools to be able to now combine all of that
1: under one series of events, retreats, and workshops. Man, I mean, and the, the, always what we learn the first seven years of life, zero through seven, this is what I feel as a 39-year-old man. Like, I'm uncovering all the things that happened for me between zero and seven. Do you have a sense that, or can you even remember, your mom was a yogi. She even told me at your LA event, like she had you on stage once and you guys were doing a healing of some sort on stage. So I'm curious if you could peer way back as far as you could even remember when you were like a little boy, did you ever think you'd be doing something like this? You know, it was always in me, yeah.
0: but I used it more as a self-mastery tool. What I've learned later is that in life, we're either in self-mastery or we're in service. Mm. And so I had this like urge that I ended up, you know, really pulling out after my
1: uh, dark room experience and which we'll-, we'll We're going to we'll get into the dark later. Room. <laughs> you guys. It involves Thailand and 10 days of blackness. Continue, <laughs> continue. <laughs> no,
0: but there I've really learned is that if I don't teach others, I'm not going to grow. And this is really for everyone. Uh, during my five-day retreats, I do this thing called 15 Minutes of Greatness where everybody that is there is learning from each other mm. based on their life experiences because everybody deserves to be heard. Everybody deserves to share this, but most people are scared of it and they think that maybe I'm not good enough to say this. Maybe I don't have the credentials. And I was there too, to be honest. That's what took me this long to unleash my
1: power and really touch back with who it is there within. <laughs> yeah, but you also had some things that happened early on. like You were on a entrepreneur. You were doing cycling and your dad was like, hey, you're either going to do the cycling professionally or you're going to go and you're going to do like a job that actually makes money. How did that work? And how did you get into online entrepreneurship? Because I can see how that totally feeds into what you do now.
0: Totally. No. So I um, started my first business at the age of 17. I started trading between Alibaba and eBay. This was before Alibaba was cool like today. Is and Alibaba cool? well I I say I say cool but I mean like it's accepted it's known yeah yeah, yeah, it's known before it was like well what is Alibaba sure so, you know, now it's one of the largest companies in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I used that and I was selling carbon parts. I was doing customized carbon frames, uh carbon wheels, anything from carbon. Yeah. And uh yeah, I had to figure out a niche, right? I had all my other buddies in cycling that they were not
1: able to afford $4000 frame. So I
0: could get the same at $500 a cost.
1: (laughs) This is fascinating to me because I I see on every podcast where I'm almost like looking through a time machine. And you had shared some of this story today when you took us through your process. And then there was a moment that I really knew you even more. And it was when you were 18, you said that because of the Epstein bar and because of everything you had gone through, that you were like, fuck this, I think I'm just going to kill myself. I was literally that close. I was so depressed. I was sleeping
0: 15, 20 hours a day, no rest. That's what the chronic fatigue does. And I'm sure many, many people experience the same. And what happened during that time, I also on top, I did not get my visa extended in America. And I was in El Paso, Texas, preparing for a race. And um, I had my time trial bike in Oregon because the next stage race was there. I had my car in Atlanta because that's where the training uh, was or in Athens, Georgia. And I literally had to pack up and go, leave all my stuff in there because the visa didn't get accepted. So. Went back, spent a month in Thailand, and then I ended up getting my my professional contract. Why did you go
1: to Thailand for a month?
0: I literally went with the family. We were all just like so sad because they had Mm. the same problem. They couldn't come in here. And we were like, okay, what do we have to lose? Let's just go in there, rent an
1: apartment. Yeah. You know, it's so cheap there. It's so cheap. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's funny we're talking about Thailand. I'm wearing my organic t-shirt from Thailand right now. For the, probably the, like two bucks. It, I think it was like $6. <laughs> so the, it's so fascinating, like understanding how breath in the past three years has exploded. And, and I haven't shared this with you yet. I was actually waiting for the podcast to share this with you. I dealt with anxiety for a lot of my life. And when I found breath work about four years ago, it inspired me so much that I got a tattoo on my arm and it says, Se posso respirare, posso scegliere. And that means in Italian, if I can breathe, I can choose. And that came up today in the session with you because there was this moment where I was like, wow, if we just remember to breathe properly, if we can just get into our diaphragm, open up our heart, get our physiology on our side, that's where all the magic is. Then when when we remember to breathe, we can choose love which is the whole divine force that that runs this entire planet and everything else is kind of a distraction. I'm curious for you if you had a moment like that where, you know, you, maybe you could even share the tattoo you have on your arm or my, it might not have even been through the breath. Maybe it was through the darkness, but everybody has that kind of hero's inflection moment, you know, where it's like separation, initiation and return. What was your initiation moment? Was it 18 years old or, or was it later? So I think all of these were like a different types of pivotal
0: moments that led me to it, to the next, because I actually had the same issue later on with business. I was actually in, in frozen yogurt business at first. Then I was doing some real estate. And then this is before I discovered Orange Theory Fitness. And basically during this time, I was like, I'm making people fat. And this is not why I'm here. And so I actually went on a journey to learn from Zappos, the cultural training. I did the tribal leadership. I've also did the start with your why. So I made everything I could and then start teaching people how to bring, basically bring purpose into profit. And so I went on the same route that I am now here, but in the business sense. Wow. But later on, I went to the darkroom, which is in Thailand with Jas Muhin. It's a, it's a breatharian or pranic initiation. And truly, that's where I touched myself. It took me about seven days until I completely broke into tears. And when I say tears, I was just crying and crying and bawling of pure bliss. It was the first time in my life I have truly touched who I am versus who I am not and what I'm supposed to do and who I'm supposed to be. And all that bullshit just simply left. And then I literally walked out of there. And I knew, I knew everything exactly what that needs to happen. Start selling my companies. I start shifting my life 180. I walked out of there and I started movement with breathwork. I flew in to meet Wim Hof and did a whole year course on, on that. And I just knew that I need to be here in service and I
1: need to use my energy that's been given to me from early age for the world. Tell me if I'm wrong, I almost feel like if if the 18-year-old moment of darkness didn't happen, you would have never spent time in the dark cave.
0: Very possible, absolutely.
1: Do you think about like how you even found who you even met to get to a cave in Thailand for 10 days, just water, no food, no noise. It's just you and your breath in a dark cave for 10 days. Like doesn't that when you were starting it bring up a hell of a lot of fear? Yes,
0: but I so when you think you don't know when you know, you don't think. It's a favorite uh, phrase from Paul Selig And it really spoke to me. Whenever things come from your core, from your center, yeah. from the center of power, you you just know there's no thinking involved. And that's exactly that feeling I had. And I was actually, I think I was like... 19, 20 years old, and I did the Drumvolo's Opening Illuminated Heart workshop. So I was learning about Merkabas and, and it's, it's an extensive work that a l- lot of people I'm sure know. Yeah. And there they were talking about Jas Muhin, who for the last 20 years has been promoting the breatharianship, the, the pranic living, and she was the uh, grandmother to bring it into the Western world. And so basically, then I learned about Qigong and and Tai Chi and every culture had a different name for this, but the gateway was always breath. And so that's kind of how everything tied for me that really, if there is one lesson
1: and no other lesson that you ever have to take is to be aware of being aware of breathing that simple let's say that again to be aware of being aware of breathing what do you mean by that being aware of being aware correct like being the observer of how you're breathing exactly so you who else untethered soul um in that book michael singer michael singer awesome he
0: he has a good way to describe it as well it's like their roommate right and so you're basically not the one talking you're the one listening but in the breathwork kind, what what I've learned in the cave is you want to actually pay attention to what is breathing you versus you breathing it. That switchover didn't mean anything to me until I was on the Mount Sneška in, in Poland with, with Wim Hof. And all of a sudden, my breath took over me in the middle of this cold winter storm. And I was like, whoa and that's the state of flow that's that gamma theta deep deep you know space where
1: it doesn't matter where you are you're just tapped into that infinite energy i could literally see you with wim hof at the top of a snowy peak being breathed <laughs> and I'm, I'm visualizing this too cuz you must have had some incredible times with wim hof and just traveling like what what's something that really comes up for you when you think about fond memories of your training in breath with wim hof or with anyone yeah no so there was, the, there
0: was a moment that always comes back to, and that is when we had our final uh, training. We went to Winter Park in Colorado, and we climbed with the whole crew of instructors, two, three-hour hike up, uh, you know, on top of the Winter Park. And when we got all the way to the top, there was this thing called Stream of Pain. It was supposed to be our, like, graduation Ceremony or whatever yeah.
1: you call it. It's called stream of
0: pain. The stream yes. of pain. And we're like, okay, we've done the ice for 10 minutes, whatever. What else can it be this painful? So we start with the right hand and we put it in that stream of pain. It's a moving water. It's 28 degrees, right? It goes under uh the,
1: the 30. 28 degrees. 28 degrees. And you're at altitude. And you're at altitude. And you're with no clothes. This is like warrior training. Oh, wait, you're just wearing shorts? Yeah, of course. All Sorry. Right. <laughs> it, just, it just went next level, Pavel. I, I don't like, even... <laughs> <laughs> so we do first
0: hand right then we pull it out then we go to the left hand right okay no big deal but that right hand never recovered right because there is you know you go outside it's still cold so then both hands so we put both of our hands and at that point i don't think there was anyone that didn't cry like hysterically cry of pain <laughs> and then we had to put the face on top so this is time and put face on this stream of pain um you know while you were just not freezing because we were controlled yeah. but that just broke everyone wow. and um what the biggest memory of that was is when everybody was in this like painful state we all got together created a circle we put our hands on the back of our shoulders and literally just kept on oh, ha ah, ah, ha, just like generating heat off of our bodies yeah and we got to this state where we literally start warming up And, you know, that was another two, three hour hike down, right? So at that point, no clothes, nothing. You're like left there crying of pain. And at that point, I realized how powerful the we is. The unification. And that's really a memory that I always like to bring to my workshops until today.
1: That gave me chills. And like, not just because of the temperature that you were describing, because I've had moments like that too, where it's like a shared suffering with human beings, men and women. We go through these shared suffering moments, and then that's what actually gives us the joy of connection and gratitude to other people. Of why the hell we're even here? Like, what are we even doing here if it's not to share memories and love and connection with other people? Yet our society is designed, I mean, even where you live. Live, right everything's a drive away a click away an amazon touch point away like we're in an environment now that we really weren't designed for uh, how do you see breath work impacting our environment our living as a humanity breath is life so breath is what you're born with and what
0: you die with the conscious choice for you or an I is are we going to be aware of it that's my biggest tagline every time i teach because if you're anytime in fight or flight pain you give your power to your phone to your neighbor whoever it is around you and you simply get into these anxious moments breath is your first gateway to go back into your center and when you are living from that center from that core there is no problems there is just joy and happiness you know there is obviously worth of stuff that we have to yeah go through to to work out uh such as your you know belief system and uh and so forth but Man, if people just go back to their breath, relaxed state of being and paying attention to the stillness and silence underneath the noise,
1: even now, wherever you are. It's interesting because people think that the silence is silent, but there is so much going on in the silence. And that's where all the good things really come from is being silent. Like one of your core aspects you talked about in class today was being in nature. And I know people hear about this, but are they actually doing it? And sometimes hearing something again for the first or for the 53rd time can actually make someone compelled to do it. How do you integrate nature into your experiences and your trainings? Because doing breath work in a corporate setting, it's healing, it's powerful, but there's something way different about doing breath work in your process in nature. Absolutely. So during my
0: two-day retreats, uh, the second day, we actually all meet before sunrise. And what I do is I show people my morning daily routine. It's 20 to 30 minutes long and it literally changes your life. What we do during that time is we're literally watching the sunrise uh, go up. Sun gazing is a very powerful tool and I literally watch the sun straight eye to eye because of majority of your brain mitochondria are inside of your eyes. And so it's this amazing exercise where you're fully connected. Uh, the way I do it is I literally watch the sun and then you see this beam of light coming back from sun that responds into your heart. Everybody sees this. It's not a woo-wee-wow. When you're watching that, then the sun starts spinning. And you literally can see that when you watch it long enough, there's this spinning chakra. And then I use this uh, Qigong exercise where they
1: eat the sun, basically, mm. for, for you know, energy. I've heard about this. It's, uh, it's power. It's amazing. I think people, are, they probably check out. They're like, oh, it's hocus pocus. You're eating energy from the sun. What the fuck are you talking about? But you actually can feel energized from, do you open your mouth and breathe the sun in a certain way? So here's the thing. So many people are
0: in their minds, in their thoughts, and need to label everything, right? So, number one is you don't need to do nothing (laughs) you just got to be right the Mm. be do have so your body the the energy around you knows exactly what to do it's just a matter of allow 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 relax let go so you know a lot of people think that i have to do all these things to you know do it right be disciplined and all that old paradigm of of gurus right that they tell you five hour meditations and and you know i've been through zen master training one of the Like weirdest experiences, four hour meditations, or monk with a stick walking back and forth. If you start falling asleep, they'll literally hit you on your back. And at that point, I was like, really? This ain't for me. And I don't think this is the right way either. Yeah. You know, for some people, it may work, but the bottom line is it's in the joy, it's in the lightness, it's in the simplicity
1: because nature is simple. Yeah. So you guide people on how to actually connect with nature through breathing and through other practices too. Uh, Can you share a story about somebody having a breakthrough in nature? Because I'm visualizing how many people might go to nature with you for the first time that have never been in nature or done any kind of breathwork or journeying in nature at all. And this is why the the Native Americans had their vision quests. You know, they would take people out for weeks at a time with no food, no water. Is there someone that you can... I mean, you don't have to say their name or anything, but is there a story you could share with us about taking somebody in nature or doing breathwork or doing some type of journey with them? So there is somebody
0: that actually freaked out but yeah. not in a bad way right but in a good way so when you do the breath work and you're holding the ground so i always ask people to put their palms on the earth so they feel it we literally get dirty because the soil has this beautiful uh, when when you vapor when you breathe and ingest the soil it actually builds your immune system so this is validated scientifically yeah the humus so, right the humus and the vapor coming it, out of the live soil absolutely but think about it, right? People don't spend time in nature anymore, so that's why also the immune system again can be that strong because that rough and short period of extreme is actually really good for you, but obviously not overly extreme. Yeah. But this person literally passed out, starts shaking because of the the vibration, and it's so fun. It's always the people that seems to be the closed. Uh, closed off at first the most are the ones with that sea spirits that are so open energetically yeah. you know so it was exactly that somebody that just all of a sudden woke up
1: on on their head <laughs> on the ground it was like what <laughs> like, happened so did, did someone catch them or did they hurt themselves no or? no they, they, okay. they didn't hurt themselves but yeah. they fell straight on I, I love that you said people that are most closed off to a, a modality are probably the ones that need it the most and and where else does that show up in our lives as men and women, you know, the people that say, Oh, breath work, you know, that's fine. It's just a bunch of hippies in a circle. I like to play devil's advocate because so many of the people that need the healing that hear it on Wellness Force, they might have that monkey mind pop up and they might say, I'm not even going to try the breath work. Well, at this point, they actually know through all my journey that it is powerful. But if you had to describe it in a sentence or two, like what, what, do you, what is breath work to people that are analytical, to people that want to know the science behind it? Absolutely. So obviously,
0: there's so much science uh, yeah. you can research. That's th- one of the main reasons why I landed with Wim Hof, because out of all the breathworks that I uh, have seen, there is just most simplest, um, you know method that is proven that works, and so you know people can go deep into into the scientific part. But let's just go into everyday life, right? Let's say that you go in a car and you're driving, and then you.
1: Uh, get into this uh, car raging Or what do you <laughs> Oh like when somebody Cuts you off on the freeway Yeah somebody
0: cuts you on you're like Go
1: And, you're like, and, the, and then your little <laughs> Angry mind is like I wish they would Actually crash <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever You guys have know You've all thought that right <laughs> the, Whatever that voice if is If you're
0: not breathing <laughs> <laughs> So What happens in that time Is whatever happens When you go through Ice exposure Or hot exposure Anything extreme Whatever you go into A fight uh, With somebody Or just simple anger In a car yeah. Right So the number one tool is go back to your breath, relax the state, because what's happening is you're activating fight or flight. You know, when you're in a beta thinking mind, which most people are with the amount of, you know, phones and computers and and talking we're doing all day, we're basically in this state which creates a lot of stress hormones and cortisol, right? And so The number one gateway out of it is breath, and it starts with a simple, long, deep breathing. What I always like to say is uh, you inhale into your nose, and then you exhale like an ocean out of your mouth, but as you're exhaling, you feel that ocean, that pulsation around your whole body, because most people live in their mind, that beta. Right, so we wanna really spread it around so that way we feel in tune with that, and guess what you never get car rage again because yeah. you're always at center
1: and this is an imperfectly perfect process because it's not like someone will do one course, and all of a sudden they're a breath master um there was even someone that that was sharing in our group today, you know about about forgiveness and about how breath can bring people not just greater physical intelligence but greater emotional intelligence. And to me, that lights me up because for so many years in my life, I thought that the physical was everything. I was a trainer here in Vegas. Actually. It's funny. We're come full circle, man, doing a podcast with you in Vegas. I, I trained in North Vegas here. And I used to have such this 10 year focus. Like as long as you take care of the physical body and you just focus on physical, well then life, life will be great. But I learned the hard way, the beautiful way, the divine way that that wasn't the case. And it was only when I started to go into emotional intelligence, the power of breath work, and spiritual connection to a higher power that my life really got rich. And I got to go down this path of actually having my dream, which is holding conversations with you. So can you explain the spiritual component for you um, of this movement, this breath, this style that you've created? Like, what is your connection to higher power with this? So let's start with this. Um, my
0: whole model that that have been you know given to me in the cave is me, we, be. So what that means, the me, it's not that egoic self, blah, blah, blah. It's just a simple analogy, yeah. right? For you, meaning your physical body, your mental body, and your emotional body. So these are the main three components that I train and work with during these you know, retreats. The spirit, the spirit aspect, which is the fourth one, I usually don't purposely say it because spirit knows what it's doing spirit is where it is and so ain't that the truth (laughs) it's really everything else that needs to be put back into alignment and uh so that comes from me with uh the the physical side is biohacking is you know I, i use bulletproof lifestyle uh and really anything to do with how to get your chemistry right Because what I've noticed is when I'm depressed, I'm depressed. And I'm sure many listeners, they're tired, they're depressed. There's no vision. There's no... It's almost
1: like they're in a trap.
0: You're literally... But then you may take some neurotropics. You may take some tests and figure out what you need to do. You do some breath work, some cold exposure. And all of a sudden, you just feel pure joy and light. And you just want to freaking fly out. <laughs> and so that's, that's the chemistry, right? The body. Then you have the mind. And mind is 95% automatic. So most of our thoughts just keep on coming back. I see it as a patterns. You have these patterns. You have a big pattern of your life. Then you have a smaller patterns with different relationships, different situations. And it keeps on coming back until you surrender and move on. Because most people, when things get hard, they run away. What do you mean surrender? Surrender to what? Surrender to whatever these situations are. Mm. So let's say that you keep on fighting with your spouse about the same thing, but in different form. It all of a sudden comes back and then fuck you, fuck you, right? You go into a fight. Well, guess what? Now it's going to come back again because you haven't released that emotional, um, you know, object or, or uh, lesson that's in there, yeah. right? So I have spent years of doing practices from people like Byron Katie, you know, where you do the work, or Paul Selig, where you work through the word, I am the word, is a very powerful thing where I literally would be writing down, I am worth through my wife, I am worth through uh, not being enough. And I would literally spend any time, anything that caused me emotional pain, that came from my mind i would write it down and felt the heartfelt release so that's the mental body mental body also needs to be fueled the same way as a physical body the way we we fuel our mental body is through a good new podcast or something that just stimulates you
1: but does not go on autopilot such as tv you see what I'm saying? The difference? I, I want to pause right there. That was so big, man. Stimulates you, but not on like social media scrolling feed mentality. That's not really stimulation. That's almost more like titillation. It's, it's, a, it's a second degree satisfaction for the hunger that we all crave, which is human connection. And what I sense from this breathwork movement that I just see growing so fast in wellness, like if you look across our space, there are so many people that are doing breathwork, hosting breathwork retreats. And then there's people like you that I meet and I just feel you're doing it from such a powerful heart space, like you're, you're really doing it and it's been such a privilege to be here this weekend because I got to see it in person. This is what I do on wellness Force. I do the N equals one, you know, just like Dave Asprey does, or just like any of us do where we go and put ourselves into the fire today. I cried four times and like, I'm a, I'm a masculine man, right? But I, but I cried and it's because no matter how much work I've done, the healing always continues. And I'm curious for you, man, like leading this movement, what are you in the process of letting go of? Like, what are you in the process of healing as you lead others to their healing? No, absolutely. So I've actually been going
0: through some of the hardest times of my life in the last six to 12 months. When I decided to do this, I switched my life 180 degrees. So what actually happened was my company start losing money. My I I went through this like such a big change where, you know, I had all these businesses that I created because I thought that I got to, you know, own all these markets and regions and and, you know, for freaking what. And so we've been going through almost uh, bankruptcy in the last, you know, six to 12 months. And the amount of pain uh, that it's caused, it's been enormous. And um, I'm, I will soon be coming out with a whole story on on just what happened and and, mm. and how. But let me tell you something. I went, because of it, I did like 80 workshops in just last year. And I went from place to place, be in service. I literally... I mean, I didn't choose to do this. This was literally like a, like a you know, changeover for me. Yeah. And we struggled with relationship, with kids, with everything that has ever been uh, put in my life and stable has gotten shaken up. And when you decide to really go deep into this service and into this new upgrade itself, everything will be shaken up. The way Paul Selig talks about it is all the old that doesn't serve you has to go Right, And so that way you can invite and bring the new in. Also, everything that's in lie, not meaning in a conventional lie, but talking about eternal uh, lie of your life where you're not in your personal truth, that goes too. So literally, I'm just coming out of this crazy, crazy hard uh year where, you know, I've half of the workshops I was crying
1: myself, talking to myself as I was teaching. Oh <laughs> dude, thank you for the realness because God, like this is what nobody ever wants to talk about is creating big movements, having a big dream, you're gonna go through bigger thresholds than you ever even thought were possible to go through. And and there's a, there's a term in emotional intelligence called the dark night of the soul. And I think Carl Jung talked about it a lot and, and you went in the dark cave and I want to go back to the dark cave because I think it relates to the the rest of our conversation. When you were on day seven, you said you had the breakthrough and you, it was a oneness feeling. It was a feeling of gratitude and there were some other things, but once you had that feeling, what did you actually do for the next three days? You know, you had the spark. Why not just leave right then? <laughs> right. So,
0: I mean, I was just blissing out. I did not want to leave that space. So when you hit the eternity, when you when you move into this pure like channel or however you call it, whatever it is, I still can't really explain it, yeah. but I know when I'm at it because it literally feels like a DSL, <laughs> you know, old internet, yeah. because it's like that like strong that's just pouring into you. And so you're in this like, amazing place almost like on drugs maybe the closest thing would would be like a like a really strong trip Mm -hmm. where you just like disappear in space and it's just like you and and everything else with you around you yes and so what i did i didn't see time anymore i was in timelessness i didn't i didn't
1: want to leave there because it's almost dangerous because you're at source so you don't want to leave that source So as time went on, what's one of the biggest ways that you use that dark cave time? You even explained it to me. You were like, there's before the cave and there's after the cave. (laughs) There's BC. BC." (laughs) So looking back on that, what year was that? It's, the,
0: it's three years ago three years first ago time, and I went three times already so and I go every year you
1: go every year for 10 days to the dark mm-hmm, that's Man, my reason this that. is hardcore warrior training so, so then how, how do you see this connection to the darkness because this is the first time we've ever talked about this on the show I mean, we've we talked about meditation and different vipassanas but doing a 10 days of darkness is not for everyone uh, how do you take that now and how do you see that unfolding in in your movement, in the breathwork movement?
0: So I actually thrive in there. Just, just FYI. I know
1: it sounds really weird and bad
0: and everybody I I'm ever take there with me. I try to take one person every year with me. And, uh, and, <laughs> and they don't get it but it's because up until you resist it and up until you are in the timely manner as to is it day 3 now it's day 4 oh, oh my god i only have 6 days left right up until you're in your mind and thinking mind yeah it's going to be pain right but the second that you get into the essence the essence that we are mm. which is being connected to breath being relaxed being in uplifted elevated emotions you you, that's like the best place in the world because I don't have to answer phone calls I don't have kids running around and I literally just
1: have me to be connected to the internet. Yeah, the internet of God the internet of exactly. source, the great spirit <laughs> internet because I'm thinking about somebody who maybe even hasn't started a breathwork journey ever. Maybe somebody's listening right now and they're like okay, I'm, I'm open to breathwork, like where do I actually begin? Is there a way that you guide people like to the first step of just putting their feet in the water, so to speak?
0: absolutely the easiest uh, thing to do is just look up Wim Hof method basic retention breathing it's everywhere online for yeah. the for the guiding it's you know 30 to 40 deep inhales you inhale deeper than you exhale it's belly chest head so that you follow that flow kind of like pranayama can also send link if if uh, yes, needed. Yes. No. To. There's
1: going to be great links for this show. Uh, hmm. A lot of things too that we won't even mention. That'll just be about your movement and everything you're doing with music and breath. Because I can even think about somebody who's tried other programs and they're maybe feeling like uh, he's really exciting. I, I feel like I want to do the cold therapy, the breath work, the journeying, the music, the blindfold, the headphones. There's a lot of stimuli there. Is this for everyone, or is this for people that are more like seasoned breathwork work um, students? no this is absolutely for everyone that's ready from their heart
0: how do they know if they're ready they will be called to it they will go end up uh, seeing the workshop on social media or somebody will come to them that's how they know and it's just that being in wonder right that's what i always say is if you just wonder and you want to know more there's part of you that is communicating to you to do this because everybody has got to have tools to go back to center, whatever it's breath, whatever it is, ultimately, everybody needs to breathe. Yes, the one thing that we all have in common. And if you're unaware of that, then you are just
1: passing on your life without, you know, sleepwalking, basically. Our whole life is forward flexed, like on the phone, um, driving, on the computer, everything that we do is kyphosis, forward head, uh, and leaning into life instead of opening up to life. And I feel like there was a couple of things we did today. One of them was, and I don't want to spoil it for people that are going to come to your events, but there was one exercise you had us do. We're on our knees and we're moving our arms and it was so cathartic. It was almost purgatory. At one point I'm like, am I going to throw up right now? I, I knew it was just energy leaving my body. But for people that have maybe a little bit of apprehension about going deep in a breathwork journey, because maybe it's uncomfortable or whatever it is. Could you, could you speak to them right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, First thing first, um, what you
0: did, I, I, because you were there, I went a little deeper than yes. I would ever go with anybody that does it for the first time. But I have a fundamental uh, course, which is just the foundation, and uh, that one isn't scary. It's, it's all you know good. And when people actually become comfortable with that, that's when uh, you know it will okay. take them on a much deeper journey. Yes. But uh, yeah, th- um, I'm actually launching a podcast myself where it will be guided breath work um, using a 432 hertz music so it's also a subconscious healing and, uh, so I think it's a good start with something like this
1: yeah. or from Wim Hof himself. All right. If you're listening, go to the show notes page right now, just go to wellnessforce.com and it'll be the podcast that's fresh this week. I want to talk about your training with Dave Asprey in 40 years of Zen. Cause we had Dave on the show. He touched on it a little bit. What did you pull from the 40 years of Zen training? Literally 40 years of meditation training in what? Like a week? Yep. yep. How was that? What did you get from that? So it's this intensive neurofeedback.
0: Uh, you're you're basically put on this two million dollar machine in What's five it called? days. There's like variety the of the two them. million dollar meditation it, machine. <laughs> yeah. But no, so it's it's uh it's anything from, you know, HRV, the, the more basic that people would know, to well let's let's talk about this one. So yeah. Basically what they did is right, they took meditators uh, or monks tibetan monks on uh, on a brain scan to figure out what is happening in their brain after 40 years of meditation and what happens is they notice these these harmonies and synchronicities in their in their brains like alpha theta uh, you know um, beta
1: the alpha um, and the theta are the flow state ones those are the ones where we're in our childlike joy yep and so basically what happens is the first couple days you literally
0: like you come into this like super high-tech place but you spend on past regression so you literally go back in time like when you were seven or 14 and you you literally have to feel in that emotion the same emotion that happens right then you gotta you know gift find a gift about that situation you forgive and then you either replay it or you do these other exercises with it. What happens is any time that you're in a in a feeling of forgiveness, that's when you get this gong, so it's like gong, gong. Going, and that's that neurofeedback, that live feedback, how you can get into these harmonies in your brain. So as, you ha- as this is happening, you're basically training. Instead of 40 years of meditating, you're doing it in five days. And so it's a massive hack for your, for your
1: you know, uh, neuro um, you Your know, kinetics and-, and everything else. Because I remember Dave talking about he used that therapy and he found out that there was a cord wrapped around his neck when he was a baby Mm -hmm. and it led to him like driving and trying to accomplish everything in Silicon Valley and just kind of being an asshole. And, and I'm curious for you, like, did you have anything come up from childhood then? You know, I went through a lot. Uh, I I don't want to
0: brag, but the other people that were there, it took them, Basically, that whole time to go into these harmonies, yeah. But uh, well, you had done some work meditation you up. work. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I want to come back and do their advanced course because mm. I think there was much more to be seen. But uh, for me, it was amazing restorative week to learn about you know myself. But uh, I can drop in these states fairly fast at will. Do you have a close relationship with Wim Hof still? I've started my own brand, so in that sense, uh, it it doesn't really, you know, help that brand to be, you know, touring or right, going right, right. into these events uh, because, yes. you know, I'm trying to create something sure. that uses his uh, tools, but also many others. But uh, absolutely, we communicate mostly with his son, Enem, uh, mm. who's, yep. you know, behind uh, Inner Fire. And anytime there's an opportunity, I always try to invite them and whatever, there's a biohacking conference or anything like that.
1: I find that in the plant medicine industry, as you know, Wellness Force partnered with Rhythmia Life Advancement Center. They do breath work and they do plant medicine. And I'm always bringing tools to people's awareness that I myself believe in because I've either gone through them myself or I have people that I've trusted that have gone through it. And I'm curious how you see breathwork in partnerships. Do you think that, because look, I'm not going to lie here. We're in a capitalistic world. Like we get to take care of our communities. And where is that line of cooperation compared to competition when it comes to breathwork? How do you feel about that? How do you see yourself navigating the waters? Is it just focusing on you and focusing on your movement? Or is it in some way partnering with other people that are doing things like that? So I'm always open to to any of these kinds, and I have done it so many
0: times. Mostly, I've been bringing on you know anything from yoga teachers, sound healers, um, other producers yeah. that are in that you know field. So i really see it as a big tool for anything, right? Because so I used to have and own this um, yoga, fitness, meditation center. In Atlanta, and uh, what I did there, I literally—that's where I started my movement. I had a uh, you know weekly classes, you know monthly workshops, and uh, what I've noticed, I start teaching all of my yoga teachers to do just a very small sample before or bef- before the actual class starts, instead of the regular you know setting intention, you would do it right before that yeah. to get you in this enhanced state, and also others would do it before shavasana right before the final and um guess what people are blown away because you know think about vinyasa everything is coaching breath to movement right so imagine that you actually practice that before and after or in you know you've done like four or five different techniques today Sure. so there's many different forms that it actually links with fitness yoga meditation i don't meditate until after breath work anymore because it's such a powerful tool to
1: drop me back in uh to my center i love that you said that because that's our guide on wellness force we have an m21 guide everyone go to wellnessforce.com forward slash m21 we do it like you say it we do the breath work then we do the meditation because it's through the breath that i kind of clear out all the crap and the monkey mind shit that isn't serving me and so i even tell people like if you're having a hard time meditating do some breath work first and that'll get you way more prepared and that'll shut down the monkey mind because the scientific fact that I'm, that I've read and that I've studied, and I would love your take on this from a science perspective is when we do this breathing, it activates the vagal nerve. That's what down regulates our stress hormones. That's what gets us into our bodies and out of our heads, but it's through active, act, actually pushing on the vagal nerve in the enteric nervous system, all the way that runs back into our spine. That's what shuts off the fear response in the brain. How have you researched this? How do you describe this in your trainings? About shutting off the monkey mind, is it just vagal toning, or is it something else? Well, so let's
0: let's just use a real quick tool, a mm-hmm. real quick practice. So, if you have a really busy mind, let's say you're a little anxious, all I always tell people, which is a simple tool that drops you right back in, is you just inhale, exhale ten to fifteen times, very deep. So it's like. <sighs> That deep, deep breathing in and out of your mouth or nose and mouth. Uh, never driving, never standing, never in water. Very important, because you can't pass out. Yeah. So you would do 10 to 15 deep inhales. On the last one, you inhale, hold your breath, and squeeze. You're gonna squeeze your lower abdomen, your bathroom muscle, and your upper abdomen, pushing it into your head so basically you're you're pushing this energy up and then you relax so instead of long holds you just simply literally 10 to 15 deep inhales hold it squeeze back to the the second round and you do three rounds and you literally instantly drop back in because now you're releasing all the hormones you're releasing you know serotonin into the brain because of that push
1: yes god and this is the true power of breath work and you combine breath work with cold therapy which for me, I was like, I wasn't that nervous because I had done cold therapy before, but it was still damn cold when I sat in there. (laughs) I'm curious from a science perspective, when you combine the breath and the cold, are we really just showing up as warriors for life? Like, is this like wellness warrior training that we're using cold therapy and breath work so that when it's not there and life gives us a different type of stressor that we can respond to the demands of that stressor like we did in breath, like we did in cold. What is so specific about the cold? Yeah, so I mean, I love I love what you
0: said because I exactly use it in life, right? So just like we were talking about a car, right? The same stress response happens when you go into the water, right? So first thing first, you go into this fight or flight, this freaking out moment, like I need to get the... Out <laughs> and what happens when you're in the in the water doesn't get any closer and it doesn't get any easier for people to truly practice whatever they can stay within that center right that mindset of of peace and and, and joy so yeah so like literally that's like your best tool the best practice and then there's all these physiological benefits that you know the cold has yeah. such as your you know respiratory system and um
1: uh, just
0: yeah your you will feel so alive.
1: <laughs> and that's what we're all looking for is our society right now. And yeah, we're in a great time. It makes people feel like they're dying sometimes because I've been there. Like I i was in fitness and then I left fitness and then I went to corporate America and, and my soul started to die and, and it really hurt, man. And I know you know what I'm talking about. You're with us here in this conversation. You're listening. We have all had these moments where we feel that atrophy of the soul. And the only way we're going to get out of that is if we get down to what our soul is trying to tell us, if we have the courage to listen and even more, the courage to do the things, to climb out of the hole. What is it about breath and cold that allows people to climb out of the hole, to listen to their soul, to have the courage? How does it cultivate the courage for people? Well, let's talk about this first. So. A lot of that is, again, build up of thoughts,
0: right? It's thoughts and it's ideology that you have about where you are in a current situation, right? So, so many people obviously are in corporate America and so many people will continue to be, right? But the key is not to exit, right? Because the minute it gets hard, people usually go. Right. So there's these seven stages of, of love that, that I'll share with you real quick. So, stage one is that initial love, passion, and butterflies, right? That could go for a new relationship, new, um, let's say, golf club, right? Membership uh, or whatever, you, right? You get the point. Yeah. Second stage is commitment. So now you're committed. You're my girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, and you just sign up for the membership, right? Third stage is broken grounds. So that's when you start seeing things that you didn't see in that butterfly phase, meaning, huh she's doing things just like her father or that golf club membership does not have restrooms, really? So, you know, you start seeing things that you didn't see, right? Fourth stage is ordeal. It's that long up and down, up and down where like, should I stay or should I go? <laughs> <Literally>, <laughs> right? So, during that phase, you're like, it's her fault, his fault, this club sucks, man, what about the, the, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? So, you know, that's that. mind so the fifth stage is collapse that's when you either make it or you break it so during that time you either exit the relationship exit the you know membership or you surrender so now we're getting a little spiritual now we're getting a little deeper now it's no longer about this me 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 but it becomes about we 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 Right, so you surrender because ultimately, I showed you the mantra today. It is what it is, so what? Cha cha cha. You gotta do the cha cha cha. Let's, that's like can we do answers. this again for people? It, it is, is what it is, it is so what? Cha, cha cha. So again, it doesn't mean that you don't give a fuck about the situation. It yeah. means that you surrender, letting go, and relax. That's the lesson in everything in life is to surrender. Number one, when you surrender you move into the seventh stage, which is true love. And uh, true love is where you are taking responsibility for who and what you are. You're taking that best of me into the we, the co- collective, and you're no longer judging, look at these guys, they're less spiritual, I'm no longer hanging out with them. Or it's therefore, you know, there's no more of that. You just accept that, surrender that, and can experience the real higher levels of lessons. And you either repeat the cycle at that point, right, when you when you reach it, or you just continue going with it, going deeper.
1: This is so powerful because I'm, I'm visualizing these seven steps, and it's like, of course, the universe, higher intelligence, designed five big steps before the surrender one, and then only, only after surrender comes the embodiment of true love. That <laughs> That is so huge for all of us, and that's a universal lesson that we're all learning on a daily basis that link will be in the show notes. And I think you had shared with me someone that you got this from. Who, who is um, the creator of these stuff? So it's a Dolphiné
0: kidney. We may have to get it. We'll research it. We'll stick it up. in there, yeah. But the actual book is called Future of Love. Future of Love. And I was so inspired by this that my first musical album was called uh, Transcendence. And I literally had a seven songs, seven singles, and each single was representing each of these. And I created a visual experience for people to emotionally connect to it. So in my shows, I literally had that on a screen and
1: uh, it was a very powerful transcendent, you know, evening. (laughs) I saw on Instagram, you had an entire peer. Filled with people. I think you rented uh, the Santa Monica pier or you, you rented an entire pier <laughs> to do a musical experience. Was there breath work with that too? Absolutely. So, man, how did you do that? That's not, you can't just snap your fingers and rent the pier in LA. So, it was a collaborative effort, but basically, uh, I was releasing
0: a single with Hart with uh, Sawyer, uh, a beautiful singer from LA. You may not even know her. But uh, uh, we uh, were releasing a song called Sunshine which was, by the way, an, a female empowerment and sisterhood. Mm. So the whole song was for her and her sister. And we wanted to do some really cool lounge. And so I've been already known that all of my parties, or most of them are experimental, immersive, and we either, either do yoga, fitness, dance, and obviously breathwork. So yeah, I brought a couple of different partners on it uh,
1: and uh, we had an amazing time. What's coming up like that in the, in the rest of 2019? Are you doing something- Something like that again in Southern California absolutely is this like a secret you can't talk about it yet or no or it's so, the process of um, planning
0: I just uh, partnered up with Emery Marie Martinez who's been conscious branding expert and so we're gonna have a series of immersive experiences it's also one of the reasons why I'm here in Vegas so I'm gonna be anchoring that here to literally have people a brand new experience of party what I call it is we're taking a static dance or moving meditation into a main stage, and that's really my vision behind Noah Aeon, a musical uh, piece of the brand, is that we can realize this greatness, this power within, with social group, without the needs of of alcohol and all the things that poison us. What does that mean, Noah Aeon? Noah means movement. Aeon is all or none. And it's a symbolic uh, uh, sign for duality. So you have that noah, you have that aeon. And I've been living in these two extremes. And a lot of people are either like, yes or no,
1: right? Yes. So the whole point, the whole goal is to be in harmony. Wow. That's okay. Hey, you guys, we have this beautiful lady who just joined us. What's your name? Bella. Bella is probably the cutest five-year-old in the entire city of Las Vegas. So me and your dad are recording a podcast. Can we keep going? And we hang out with you in a bit? Cool. You guys know how it is when you're a parent, right? Sometimes kids come into the podcast. All right. We're going to hang out with this beautiful lady and her father at the same time. So there's a few more questions. And this luscious lifestyle that you talk about, there's seven components of it. One of the coolest things that I heard you talk about was doing divine prayer or divine communion. This is really interesting. I'll list them real quick. Meditation, prayer or divine commune, light diet, treat your body as a temple, selfless service, silence and nature, and then singing and listening to sacred music. This, my friend, embodies all the lessons that uh, old time shamans thousands of years ago would talk about when people were going through sickness. And I learned this from Paul Czech. And a lot of this luscious lifestyle components that you describe for your students, they're a mirror of what. Paul Check and these shamans talk about it. And there's four things when people are sick that the shaman would ask. When did you stop singing? When did you stop dancing? When did you stop connecting with other people around a fireplace and being in community? And then when did you stop being so fascinated and in love with the mystery of life? You know, when did you stop doing these things? Because those things, among others is what takes you down a path of being not well, of being sick. So so why in this luscious lifestyle did you put in prayer or divine commune? Does it have to be prayer to a deity or who are you actually praying to? No, so first thing first,
0: obviously a lot of these cultures have been going through years and years of religion, right? So this is not the traditional prayer where you have to pray f- through guru, Jesus, or whatever your religion is. Because uh, if that means for you and it works for you, that's absolutely right. Yeah. But what prayer commune is, you're talking to these unified realms as if they were your best friend. What that means is, basically, I communicate with, with spirits and energies all the time. And I think most of us do. Uh, for me, it starts with every morning. I look at the sun and I give thanks. I give love through my heart and I receive love through my top of my head. That's like that natural cycle that I always start with. Then I connect with the waters of the world, connect with the sky, the old like, you know, shamanic traditional ways of north, east, west, south. And those are just like a small little pieces uh, of um, of the prayer, right? But then the key to the prayer is you want to pray as it's already happening. It's kind of like a law of attraction in a sense. For me, I say I'm so happy and grateful for. And I, you know, you can finish the dots. Yeah. But every morning it starts with gratitude for what I have, not what I lack. And when you're in that state of you know, love and, and being and, and abundance, even if you don't have what you think you should have, again, back to
1: ideologies, right? You don't
0: care because it's just
1: there. <laughs> You're creating a signal, literally if the human body, and I believe this, the human body is a transponder and receiver and it's communicating with whatever the heck is spinning this world. <laughs> so we're all communicating with it. And what I loved is there was actually someone in the group that was writing and I think they had mentioned like, I want a life without blank. Well, hold on. When we're doing that, when we're setting an intention for a life without blank, all the universe is hearing for, it's like they're focused on the thing that they don't want. I want a life without blank. Instead of, I want a life where I have a healthy body, I'm free, I love my wife, I love my husband or my partner, we travel twice a month, and very specific. I feel like the universe wants specific journaling bullet points in this divine communion. Do you feel the same way? Yes, but, and also... I'm so happy and grateful
0: for healthy body, right? But the key is so many people start thinking of what would they want the body be like, right? But they forget that it starts with surrender again. You got to start where you are. You are that you are today, yeah. accepted, and find four or five different reasons how you are already amazing, right? You can see, you can hear. I always like to see th- say this because how many people in this world don't have that privilege, right so how many people don't have a place to stay yeah food to eat clothes to wear i mean i am literally getting goosebumps and gratitude off of just saying this right here right now and you keep on bringing that on how can you be unhappy if you already have everything that you've ever needed
1: right yeah need is a a whole nother conversation but yeah (laughs) (laughs) And and the gratitude is palpable I wish you guys I actually filmed some stuff for Instagram so we'll post it on the Wellness Force Instagram channel because you are an embodiment of the lessons that you've been teaching and learning and this is what I always look for when I think about true intelligence, right? We gather as human beings, we gather information, we go to certifications and courses, then we apply, you know, we, we try it on, we do the breath work and everything else. Then I think what our heart is always guiding us to is that last phase, right? So it's this last phase that we're all looking for. It's this embodiment phase, you know, we, we gather, we apply, and then really what I sense from you. And it's a feeling it's, 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 I think our enteric nervous system, however you want to explain it, there's a, existential wisdom that some people can sense in others. And we all have it if we're attuned to it. And I'm curious, man, like how, how have you actually embodied these lessons? Because when you take students through a day, we're, we spent six hours, seven hours today. Not at any point did I ever feel like you're in your ego. That is so fucking rare for a, a teacher or, or a guide or facilitator especially in our wellness world, man. There's a, there's a dichotomy with spiritual gurus and people that want to be on the top of the mountain with a flowing white robe, and, and, and you're helping so many people, yet I don't sense that ego from you. It's so refreshing. So how have you done this? Like How have you, how have you gathered, applied, and, and then embodied this to where it's not about you? Well, so first of all, I didn't start
0: this because i wanted to do this (laughs) i had to make myself not be afraid to
1: speak you know
0: have this whole like english barrier right to like i always have to put this like game on to like be as clear as i can (laughs) and so i think number one this is a calling and this is a urge for me, for my brothers and sisters. I genuinely seek no gain. I genuinely feel and know that everybody is amazing and beautiful just the way they are. And when you start uplifting everybody around you, when you, I literally, I walk into a room and the first thing that I do is connect me as an essence to essence to this room. So that way there is no more, you are named this, your past is that, it's just simple essence to essence because everybody's at the core is at essence, right? so that's number one number two i've been always living in wonder so everything that i learn, everything that i put into the retreats it's not an ideology this is something that has worked for me and that's why i can speak to it because unless i have done it it's worked for me and i've tested it i do my morning routine every morning i don't i don't fail i literally what i say there i i am And so that's the way how it can be powerfully transmitted because I'm not trying to act to be somebody because I want to be famous. I'm doing this because I want to take my part, take my charge and live in service. So um, that's that. And I'll give you a completely different like off uh, example. When I was 23 years old, we signed into the area developer rights for Georgia for Orange Theory Fitness. And we did not... Anything. We didn't know how to do accounting. We didn't know how to process payroll. I mean, nothing. But we knew that if we learn their processes, it's been proven that it works and why not, right? So we did everything exactly as they said, and then we start improving it because now, okay, this really works, this is how we do it, but now we put the creativity to it. So that's really what um, an analogy to my workshops is that this is what really is proven, it works, it's scientifically validated and also uh, you know, work for me, And others, now you go and run with it, make it the best for you
1: because everybody is different. It's so rad to hear your story. And this has been such a special time, man. Thank you for having me in your home, the session today, and just being so real with us, you know, not being this perfect guru. And it's something I felt from you, honestly, even when I met you at Upgrade. I knew right away, I was like, wait a minute, he's doing these big things, yet he doesn't act like it. And I think that's the, the heartstring that tugged for me when I met you. And I think people feel that on the show today. How can Wellness Force support you? Like, what can we do as a community? You know, we have listeners across the world. So what can us, the wellness force community, these modern day, truly modern day warriors, wellness warriors, this is what we're all looking for, the tools and not just the, tool, the techniques, but just the ways of being, you know, the, the training for the ways of being to be a wellness warrior in this world. What can we do for you? So it really falls into my main mission,
0: which um, has been changed up. But here's literally what I do. I see the world as, as uh, these gateways, these portals to the to the highest potential, right? The reason why I travel from city to city is to anchor a new WhatsApp groups and anchor new meetup groups. So what I have been doing is I literally, you know, um, go to L.A., uh, Anchor that, that tribe I look for the four or five Really people that are ready To take that on And what I start doing is I, I do this without a profit This is for people To communicate with each other And support each other Yeah That's the we Right Others took it way Even further uh, Like Boulder Tribe Oh my God, they have a Saturday, then like Wednesday meet up in two different places. They do picnics. They literally, they go on a journeys together. And all of these are people from these retreats, these workshops that end up being the best friends. And so it is not a coincidence that the, the people that are ready are being attracted to each other, right? So if I need help or would help help is reach out to where you feel like your tribe is letter- uh, ready and... Invite me to your town. We're going to start the new chapter. And the way I see the big picture is imagine these beams of light from all these cities around the world, supporting and helping each other without the need of any organization. This is an organic span for people that are ready for more.
1: Wow. I just had to take a deep breath after that because that was super exciting. And I'm curious in San Diego, if there's already a group. Is there a group in San Diego? So I've been
0: there actually to Trilogy
1: yes. uh, before, but
0: that was before my WhatsApp ah, group started. Okay. So well, it's time to anchor it. I
1: am going to support you in that. Because Encinitas and all the different suburbs and cities in San Diego, and also in Los Angeles, too, you know, there's so much potential right now for what you're doing. And um, it's just a real true honor to know you, man. So, my final question for you as the sun has fully set now, we can see the peaks of the mountains. You guys, this has been per- straight up perfection. How does Pavel see wellness? 18 years old, you almost take your life, going through chronic Epstein-Barr, being a businessman, going through these thresholds, then founding this company, this movement to get people in their bodies, out of their heads. How do you see wellness as a definition? Like, What's your definition of wellness? I think uh, wellness is a lifestyle. It's something that um
0: we not even as a lifestyle i think it goes beyond lifestyle because lifestyle is like the 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 result of of uh, the correct habits but i think it's an important habits to create important patterns to have in your life that will ultimately fuel you you know we discussed it today right you're as a computer hardware you have a software, which is your mind. So your body is the hardware. Mind is the software, right? It comes with a certain amount of apps from the from the uh, you know Apple Store yes. or from the mother's womb, yes, right? And these apps are your lessons, the relationships that you meet. But anytime an app doesn't serve you, you just simply hold the app, exit out of it, delete, right? So same way you can upload the right apps that you want for your life, which I think is the wellness, right? And in order for you to upload and download, you got to be connected to the internet, which is the stillness, silence, spending time in the keynote of peace and joy.
1: Pavel, thanks, man. It's been Thank a pleasure. You. Thank and where you so can much. people find you? Where can they reach out and sign up for everything that's going on with this movement besides our show notes page? Where can they <laughs> find you, man? So my uh, tag is at Noah, uh, N-O-A, N-O-A.
0: A-O-N, Noah Aon, official, and that goes for, like, the traditional social media, and then com is for website, and, uh,
1: you know, message me, whatever you are, and we'll get the party started. And also, we're going to talk about you so much more in the Wellness Force group, man, wellnessforce.com forward slash group. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. I really appreciate what you do in our wellness world. And um, I'm looking forward to the future too. I see this as something very special. And I haven't seen something quite like this in a long time, especially when we look at breath. So thanks for coming on, dude. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody, share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review, or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group, and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.